Welcome back, friends, to another episode of The Scare View. I'm your host, Cass, and uh, this week's episode, you know, I, th- I thought I'd take things a little lighter, you know, just air with a little side of fun instead of the usual dark and eerie, dreary, you know, podcast that is horror. But who's complaining? I mean, it's definitely something I love. I love all aspects, so I'm not, definitely would never bitch or moan about anything horror. It just just better than real life sometimes. But um, I feel this one in particular was underreported, at least to me. I know I remember seeing it, but it just, I didn't hear lots about it. And uh, it just kind of faded off the radar. But I feel that this needs to become definitely a quick cult classic because it's just, it's definitely something unique and definitely something quirky. So uh, without further ado, let's take a look at Ready or Not. going to start the count. <laughs> that in half an hour I will be a part of the Ladomus Gaming Dynasty Empire. Uh, Dominion, we prefer Dominion. I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family. There's just one more thing. And then you are officially part of the family. So, at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you. So there's no way for me to win, right? And stay hidden till dawn. <laughs> no, thank you. Good luck. What the hell is this? How old is this thing? You shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress, Emily? (laughs) Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get you out. It's insane. They think they have to kill you before sunrise, or something very bad will happen to the family. If we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead. Found her. Why don't you just use mine? Mr. Lodomas, I just saw her running. Oh, my God! pretty awesome that's right guys ready or not the 2019 american mystery comedy horror film i know it's quite the jumble of all genres uh but directed by matt uh benelli olfen hope i pronounced that correctly and tyler gillett uh the screenplay of course from guy music and r christopher murphy starring samara weaving and not margot robbie for those who totally just assumed that was her i'll admit first time like the very first time I saw the preview I totally did because I just was not paying attention and then it was like 
oh shit not her anyways moving on uh we also uh, essentially see samara moving as the newlywed who uh you know is essentially becoming hunted by her spouse's family as part of the wedding night ritual um and it's world premiere at the fantasia international film festival july 27 2019 and was then theatrically released shortly later so august 21st 2019 by fox Shirt. Fox Searchlight Pictures, grossing $57 million against a $6 million budget. That is a huge score in the words, like in the world of Hollywood. It is massive. And on top of that, received generally positive reviews from critics. It's huge. Not a lot of movies can do that. And uh, on top of that, it just had this wonderful blend of submersive horror with cloud, crowd-pleasing thrills. <clears throat> We start off with that opener with the two boys running. You know, we have the man being hunted. Help me, help me. Totally from right then, I was hooked. And I just kept thinking, like, what the fuck is happening here? It's just off the walls, odd. And then next thing you know, the family comes in with the masks, the cult, total gowns. And, uh, of course, you have the bride screaming. And just everyone seems to go along with this sensual sacrifice you know and he gets hit with a crossbow like it's just it's fucking mania and then flash forward 30 years later <clears throat> where we meet grace and alex they just seem like the ideal perfect couple you know quite a few times even in the midst of all the chaos that's happening they're just they're so cute you can't help but love their banter um and they're just they happen to have a beautiful wedding and then it just seems like a normal after party where grace is informed she will have to play a game with the family and you know it's sort of the family's way of you know inducting her into their their things um i do have to say i love the introduction to everybody especially the one cocaine addicted sister arriving late it's just the perfect introduction to that what they would call the perfect elite i guess our upper elite definitely going back to society a little here you know just going to show how odd they are and then on top of that we have the drunk brother and then to go along with it they're equally insufferable partners so everything that builds and poor grace has to play hide and seek hide and seek and she's just so naive thinking it's just a simple normal game and has no idea she's literally going to have to fight for her life and escape her way out and uh, i honestly thought it would be a little more fighting for her life it seemed to be more of just her running away but at the same time it still is quite entertaining um alex uh, you know his switch around totally caught me off guard sorry spoiler spoiler alert um and uh, essentially same with daniel i did not catch either of these two to do that especially back and forth um but uh you just it kept you hooked and it left you as if you were wondering what the hell is going to happen next and uh leading you to just one whirlwind ending uh right up to work just basically informing you that worshiping satan does not pay off and uh of course this curse that they're all worried about the family thinks it's all bullshit especially the one stupid married in brother-in-law until the aunt blows up and it's one right after the other after that and uh essentially the best death is uh left there right at the end <clears throat> with grace and alex i want a divorce tosses the ring and uh, i think second best going to uh when grace and becky you know basically go at it 
It's just insanely gory. But, uh, you know, gotta love the quick wrap-up. The ghost smiles. Grace is kind of gnawed. At the same time, she's just sort of freaked out. It's kind of just perfect. <clears throat> and she leaves by, you know, kind of grabbing Becky's beautiful cigarette container. And uh, essentially walks out. And uh, we see police, all that arrive. And uh, just kind of ending on that wonderful two-letter word. A complaint coming from Grace of just in-laws. Just, it was so perfect. And uh, a wonderful, wonderful blend of some actors I knew and some I didn't. And the award from the Scare View is definitely going to Samara Weaving this time around. Just loved her performance. Uh, was believable in all aspects of the character from sort of her naive, simple, loving side to this fighting, you know, backup willing to do whatever it takes to get out of the situation kind of uh, kind of individual and especially when she puts the nail through her hand oh, fuck her performance was spot on and uh, it definitely we're gonna get into it there's a real reason I'm bringing that up here and uh, another person Adam Brody hilarious to see him back I just for me it just brings me back to my youth and watching the OC and um, apparently the guest appearance people were really excited about Nat Faxon he's the help line for uh, Grace when she uh, dials in from the car. I honestly didn't know who that was, but uh, for those that did, just a fun fact, they really do not tell you much about it. It's just sort of up to you to recognize the voice. So 2017, we announced our directors and uh, several producers. Like, it's insane the list. There's got to be at least 10 to 12 of them all together. And uh, essentially, we'd start, they'd start putting their cast together between the months of August to October. And October 15, 2018 to November 19, 2018, all the principal photography would take place in Toronto um, and basically taking place all over Toronto in the GTA from Casa Loma, Sunnybrook Park, Clairsville Conservation Area, and Parkwood Estate, which is just sort of outside Toronto in Oshawa. And uh, Casa Loma, I have to admit, it's absolutely fucking beautiful. It's a very famous spot for cinema. In fact, quite a few films have... Uh, Use this uh, these beautiful grounds as their backdrop. And uh, if you're ever in the area during Halloween, I have to admit, one hell of a fucking Halloween haunt. Um, you know, it's no Heidi Klum, but pretty good. And um, moving on, the theatrical release for the film would come August 21st, 2019. And uh, like I said earlier, the budget for this to only be $6 million and basically gross out their first weekend in the U.S. and Canada at 28.7 million, worldwide 28.9 to a total at 57.6. It's fucking insane. I mean, they were only projected looking at about 6.5, and that's sort of when they project, they're expecting to lose money if they guessed that low. So it's pretty fucking awesome. And um, but sadly, when Hollywood does this, it has a tendency to blow the budget on shittier films. So apologize for the future if there's anything crappy, and. Um, you know, the good news with the small budgets, wonderful cast, it all and all the hard work that went into this, it shows holding 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, essentially, the main review looking is this perfect amount of submersive and darkly funny. And I uh, just can't help but agree. It's, it's wonderful. Great use of 90 minutes. And uh, if it helps sort of sweeten the deal, Stephen King, R.L. Stein, Gamio del Toro, they all tweeted that they absolutely loved and enjoyed this film. 
And uh, just thought, for those of you who have seen it, some fun facts, which are, uh, you know, always fun to know, especially maybe if you haven't seen it and you listen to this. I'm sorry I spoiled anything. But uh, moving forward, the, uh, they are kind of cool. So the mask used by Les Domas, uh family is essentially from a Twilight episode, uh, which is kind of neat. I'm familiar, but not expert, so I definitely will have to look a little more into that. This... There was 17 designs in total for Grace's dress. And uh, funny enough, to have 17 designs for a dress, they would only have five uh, candelabras on set. So definitely having to kind of move around a lot. Uh, The gun for Emmeline that you hear in the trailer, of course, was a big time reference to the Game Board Clue, being the same kind of revolver that we would see in the, uh, the, you know, Game Board pieces itself. And uh, funny... Samara has a little driving scene, and I guess she doesn't drive. So she was sort of taught how to fake it. Um, It's, uh, you know, sort of astonishing to me, but she did a good job because I totally believed her and definitely would not have guessed she didn't know how. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, her performance with the nail through her hand, the directors actually were ready to cut this because they just, it was all CGI they felt people were going to notice it right away. And it's actually her performance, which led them to leave this in the film. So pretty neat that she, uh, she was able to just, you know, convince them as well as the viewer, including myself, the writers, uh, they do have a little brief cameo. Again, we hear it in the trailer. They are our bow experts. Um, and, uh, essentially they kind of walk you through how to use the bow and sort of a funny scene in the film uh, to go along with it. And uh, the family, of course, based off the uh, huge game board sort of corporations, Milton Bradley and Parker Brothers, oh, eventually amalgamating into Hasbro. And uh, funny enough, Adam Brody stabbed a guy on set. was one of the producers. He definitely did not mean to, but the poor guy walked away with eight stitches. And uh, of course, this was all done with a prop knife. Like I said, it was not meant to happen. And uh, of course, all of the taxidermy that you see on set was uh, sourced uh, naturally, apparently. Just a fun fact. Now, uh, wrapping up, I um, have to say, I I definitely loved this movie. It was a fun, gory feature. I totally recommend it. It just was fun and interesting critique on sort of the rich elite and their cultural practices and beliefs uh but at the same time just sort of cartoonish and it just was sort of an interesting retake of the callousness that is the rich and uh just sort of this macabre humor mixed in sort of of course with the gaming vigor just allowed for some really intense engagement between of course the viewer and and the film itself and uh I would give it, you know, a solid 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. I just very little to disagree with with this film. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want to see what antics I'm up to, of course, you know the drill. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You know, if you like this review, please, or if if you like my review, please leave a review of your own. Um, Supporting the podcast, every little word that you leave definitely helps sort of push this uh, that much further. And, uh... As always, guys, keep calm, stay creepy, and uh, tossing in there a little extra love this time. Love each other, love yourselves, love everyone like they are one of your own, because the world definitely needs it. So, 
keep calm guys and always stay creepy